Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Maeda. Check us out online at CEORadar.com. We may anonymously rate your company, rate your CEO. Visit us at techtoday.com for the latest in technology-related news and content. Uh, Fed Chairman Powell talked down Bitcoin this evening. Bitcoin's not really a, a, a focus of our fintech coverage at, at Tech Today. Um, although we've written a number of articles about cryptocurrency more broadly, I, I think the most recent one was an article we wrote a couple of weeks ago around uh, digital currencies uh, issued by central banks. And so we provided the example of uh, China and its initiative around digital currency which is going to coincide with, coincide with the 2022 Olympics. And so despite the Fed saying they're gonna take their time, you know, they announced in the, in the summer of 2020 that they're experimenting with digital currencies they're not going to be a decade behind China, the U.S. Federal Reserve. So, yes, a digital currency won't be issued overnight, but it's going to happen fairly quickly. Uh, we suspect certainly by the end of this decade, if not over the next few years. And the Fed likes to control its money supply. So for sure, cryptocurrencies are going to be reined in. I mean, that seems obvious to us. Uh, interest rates came down a little bit today, so perhaps the Fed was out there um, looking to, to bring in the 10-year. The, the, the As we've written about over the past several weeks, we think that the Fed ultimately will uh, formally announce a plan to ramp up its quantitative easing program to, to get the long rates down. And what we wanted to focus on tonight was the $3 trillion uh, infrastructure program as announced by the Biden administration, or at least that's their plan. Uh, we just spoke about this on, on our most recent podcast episode earlier today, where we said expect a $1 to $2 trillion plan. I believe it, the, the $3 trillion plan will get negotiated down to $2 trillion, but that it ultimately will happen because the taxpayer is the gift that just keeps on giving. And so while I'm not in favor of um, printing, printing money that we, we, we don't have, this is all debt funded. This is all driving up the deficit. So the, the Trump stimulus, uh, the two, two tranches on the Trump, the $1.9 trillion tranche on the Biden, that's all debt driven. The government does not have that cash on hand, so to speak. That is all uh, capital that's printed by the Fed, as will be this, this next tranche. I think there is some good use, however. I think there are some strategic areas that uh, the United States needs to have a, a focused effort around uh, from a national defense standpoint, from a long-term economic growth standpoint, you know, it makes sense, I believe, to uh, structure these, these broad efforts by way of a, a public-private partnership. And so one area would be cryptocurrency. You know, we wrote about the SolarWinds breach uh, back in December. We have at least two, maybe three articles on that. And then, of course, there was the uh, Microsoft Exchange breach several weeks ago where we talked about it on the podcast at, at, a, at a high level, but didn't cover it in, in great detail. That breach was actually larger than the SolarWinds breach. SolarWinds looks to, be, looks to have been perpetrated by 
uh, Russian government. And uh, in the case of the Microsoft Exchange breach, it looks to have been perpetrated by uh, Chinese government. I, I think these uh, sovereign-backed cyber hacks are just going to be par for the course. They will increase in frequency. Some may be smaller, some may be larger, but these probes are going on constantly and, and they're part of uh, an intelligence gathering effort. And so what we've said in response to not only SolarWinds and the Microsoft Exchange breach, but if you just think about the various systems that, that we have deployed in the US that are deployed across Western Europe as it relates to uh, various payment systems, um, government enterprise software from companies like Tyler Technology, um, you name it, home titling, that process, um, automobile titles, you know, all of these processes that are, uh, the underpinnings are a combination of paper, manual workflows, and legacy software. They're all ripe for fraud. And of course, we've seen fraud ramp up as, uh, as the government's stimulus programs over the past year have been rolled out. Uh, when the government writes sizable checks, those are opportunities that are ripe for fraud. And so in any event, what, what we've posited is that, you know, a, a good way to, um, to, to mitigate the risk associated with cyber fraud isn't so much to, the remedy isn't so much to, to layer on cybersecurity software per se. I mean, that, that sort of helps identify threats for, for, for sure. But a, uh, a more strategic approach would be to replace the legacy underpinnings that power all of our transaction-based systems with modern distributed uh, systems such as blockchain, right? Distributed ledger technology, where you have a public ledger, multiple authentication points, everything's decentralized. So it makes it more difficult to hack and to steal uh, troves of, of PII data, personally identifiable information. And so that, that's an area that it seems like would make sense for uh, whether it's federal and state governments work in conjunction with the private sector to modernize uh, the underpinnings of some of these various systems. You think about the process by which uh, driver's licenses are, are issued and, and passports and, and things of that nature. Uh, enrollments in public schools, so on and so forth. So this is the type of process that we believe would make sense insofar as a Biden administration infrastructure program is concerned. Deploy the capital in these type of, uh, these type of initiatives that will pay dividends over the long term. Another area, for example, would be uh, the electric grid, if that wasn't abundantly, abundantly clear over the past few weeks as, as grids went down across the country, in Texas most notably. But that's, that's legacy hardware infrastructure that uh, for sure we, we, could, we could build and deploy um, 
a modernized infrastructure with far superior redundancy and deliver it at a, a cost uh, that would be a fraction to operate going forward as compared to the legacy infrastructure that we have in place. Now, of course, anytime the government's involved with, with these programs in large sums of money are talked about, such as a $3 trillion uh, effort, as you could imagine, the, the private sector will take full advantage and have a field day. And when you know, massive contracts, uh, the taxpayer is going to, to lose, obviously, not, not only in, in, in terms of uh, more printing leading to more inflation, but the government, i.e. the taxpayer, overpaying to build these various infrastructure uh, products and services. You know, we're going to overpay to, to get this done, as is the case with most every government project. So uh, in terms of the lesser of two evils, we would prefer that if in fact the government's gonna move forward with this type of infrastructure program, and they will, uh, it would make a lot of sense to get the private sector involved at the ground level and make them a partner, preferably the, the operating partner as we move forward with various uh, initiatives as it relates to the $3 trillion infrastructure program. That's all for now. See you next time.